0: episode of it's pronounced Nate diggity presents that Nate diggity ain't right (laughs) a king of the hill podcast yes it is finally happening welcome to the first episode now what will you expect from this podcast you might be asking right now we'll see (laughs) I'm gonna have some guests coming in different episodes and giving me you know, they're highlights of different episodes and things like that. And honestly, one of my buddies recently was like, Nate, why are you doing a King of the Hill podcast? Well, one, I love King of the Hill. That's number one. (laughs) Number two, this gives me content for a long time and not having to worry about what am I going to talk about? Because I'm going to be talking about King of the Hill, obviously. So we're going to dive into the lives of the Hill's and all of their friends and neighbors and randoms that pop up through the seasons and we're going to go episode by episode now you know with this I'm going to go ahead and go through some you know trivia for different episodes as we go along I'm going to try and get some interviews with some of the stars some of the voices you know what I mean like I'm going to try and see what I can do that way But yeah, there's going to be trivia. I'm going to, of course, go through and talk about, you know, favorite quotes from the episodes because why wouldn't I? There's so many good quotes through all of the seasons of King of the Hill, (laughs) every single one. So let's kick it off with a little trivia just right off the bat. Now, King of the Hill started January 12th. 1997. Now for me, I remember it only because I recorded the first episode with the family VCR (laughs) and watched it that next morning while I was getting ready for school. Uh, I think it was just on a little too late and I couldn't watch it at the time or somebody was going to be watching something at the same time. I can't remember that part, but I do remember watching it that next day. So that's how it was. Now in my hometown, basic cable, we didn't have MTV. We didn't have comedy central. So I got to watch Fox and obviously there were a bunch of great kids shows, but there were also other shows. Like I was watching the Simpsons from season one. So, and my parents were cool with that. They were fine with it. But what's funny is when I was watching that first episode of King of the Hill, I heard my mom yelling from the kitchen what are you watching (laughs) so it was really funny so that i remember that very vividly that yes i was just watching the recorded episode on vhs which i'm sure that vhs is somewhere still at my parents right now i might have to try and find it and see if i can you know locate it you know check and see which commercials were playing on that first episode and all that good stuff and see if what else i might have recorded on that same tape too of course so with it being 2023 this is the 26th anniversary of King of the Hill. That's been a while since it first started. So happy 26th anniversary, happy birthday, whatever you want to, you know, say it is, but it's been 26 years since that first episode aired and I was going to I was going to make this first episode of my podcast that day um things happen didn't happen so there you go it's starting now (laughs) a little later but yes we're gonna get into this what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go like i said episode by episode there's gonna be each episode will be centered around that episode so this episode episode one which is technically season two of it's pronounced nate diggity is how i'm reading it the first episode of that Nate diggity ain't right is episode one of King of the Hill. So let's get into it. Let's watch it. And let's talk about some of the best quotes from it. Let's talk about what happened in the episode. Yeah. So let's do this. All right. So as I mentioned, I didn't have MTV in my hometown growing up. So for me to get to see Beavis and Butthead, for instance, since it did come from Mike Judge, just as King of the Hill did, I only got to see like a handful here and there. And it was mostly because like every once in a while, VH1 would play them. But still, it was maybe like three or four at the most. And it was like clips. It wasn't like full episodes with the music videos. I never got those. King of the Hill was like the... I'm going to just say it was the introduction of Mike Judge for me. So this episode had so many first appearances first of a lot of different things. It even started out with the very first. Yup. Yup. Hmm. I even messed it up. It went yup. Yup. Yep. Yep. mm Hmm. So, so yeah, I even messed it up, <laughs> but that's the, that's just how it started. Other than the, like the kind of pan around to kind of see the neighborhood and everything. So the first dialogue is that iconic. Yep. 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 And mm hmm. pretty good thing to do. (laughs) And of course it starts out with them starting around the uh, Hank's truck. And one of the, one of my always favorite quotes came from Dale at this point. I know what's wrong with it. It's a Ford. You know what they say Ford stands for, don't you? Stands for fix it again, Tony. And of course, Hank calls him out on it. <laughs> You're thinking of a Fiat Dale. Fix it again. <laughs> <laughs> like that was just such a funny part and it's always stuck with me. I love it. I always say that about Fiat's and Ford's just fix it again, Tony. So that's always stuck around. And of course they start talking about Seinfeld and this is right before the theme kicks in by the refreshments, the instant classic theme Um <laughs> Boomhauer just goes, just, just, just a show about nothing. <laughs> so good. Um, and then after the theme, of course it comes in with Bobby, you know, in his room and just listening to music before the, the baseball game. And Hank wants to, you know, check out what he's listening to. And Bobby tells him straight up, like, you're probably not going to like this. And (laughs) Hank says, I like this new generation of music. And then when he hears, he's like, "Ah, it's all toilet sounds. There's nothing funny about these sounds. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. I messed it up, but medical disorder. (laughs) And then he leaves Bobby's room at three minutes and two seconds is the first that boy ain't right. So there you go. The First of that. So I'm liking these little first appearances and things, right? Um, Not bad. <laughs> what kind of threw me off, because I will say this. So King of the Hill is one of those shows that I watch all the time. I binge it from episode one to the end. And it's one that I go to all the time. But I waited probably a, almost a full year to rewatch it again, because I knew I was going to be doing this. It probably has only been about six months if I'm being honest, but still <laughs> I was putting it off. So I would be fresh on my mind. And I forgot that Lou Ann was actually introduced before Peggy was in the episode. So there's that. Then of course they're in the car and this is where Peggy gets introduced. They're on the way to the baseball game. And you know, Hank just says, do better than your best. Give a 110% that winning edge. And, uh, Bobby's like, what if the Wildcats give 110%? He's like, well, give 112. And Bobby comes back. What about 113? And Peggy goes, oh, I don't know. 13 is an unlucky number. <laughs> you know? So it's like, don't do that. And Hank's like, we're not talking about 13. We're talking about 113. And yeah, just good back and forth with them. I mean, this really is a great opening episode just in general. I'm going to keep saying that because it really was. Uh, (laughs) Um, and then, you know, Hank goes up and gives Bobby some words of wisdom at the plate. And Bobby's just like, well, the, the pitcher can walk me. And (laughs) Hank says, don't play lawyer ball with me. Watch the ball. Uh, This is a great part. (laughs) Watch the ball. Huh? What? Don't look at me. Keep your eye on the ball. Keep my eye on the what? Can't hear you, dad. And then just gets hit in the eye. And then he has the black eye that just gets everything rolling for the episode with the social worker and everything. After that, they go to the Megalomart, which is the first appearance of the Megalomart, and Buckley. <laughs> but as Hang is walking in, he's like, I hate this place. Which I'm pretty sure all of us have said that while walking in Walmart or somewhere like like the Megalomart. Um uh, but yeah, he stops by and Buckley is trying to help. And when I say trying to help, it's a very loose way of trying to help. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a great interaction. Honestly, this is, this interaction is where, when my mom actually asked, like, what are you watching from the other room? (laughs) This was the scene because of course, Hank just gets super angry at Buckley for just being Buckley. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, like there's some people around that over here what's going on at the megalomart. And this honestly does prove how small of a town Arlen is uh, in this universe is because they knew his name. They knew Hank's name and they started spreading the rumor. And of course, you know how rumors go. It starts with what they see and then just kind of escalates and gets all crazy as they're going. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely shows how small Arlen is because they knew who Hank was. And as the rumors go, they talk about Hank each time after this is actually Dale's first conspiracy, which I'm keeping track of these. This is going to be another thing I'm going to do each episode is keep track of how many conspiracies Dale has in each episode. So here's the first Dale conspiracy within the show itself. And it's pollution controls. They're not needed. They're a government plot. And it's just the government trying to control global warming. (laughs) And of course that brings up Hanks. We live in Texas. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your, you know, yeah, I'm keeping it a little PG. So cut it off a little. (laughs) And of course he's still working on the truck and he's hearing the thumping sound, which is actually Bobby throwing the baseball, you know, against the wall. And he ends up, uh, making Dale come up with another conspiracy of some helicopters. So there's the second Dale conspiracy within episode one. So there's that, um, and end up that Bobby hit, uh, Peggy in the head with the baseball while he was bouncing against the wall. So with that, the social worker actually does show up at the Hills house. And it's not good for Hank because, You know, Bobby has a black eye from the baseball game, and now Peggy has a whelp on her head from getting hit in the head by the baseball that Bobby was throwing against the wall. So that happened. Now Hank walks in and gets mad. He grabs the baseball from Bobby, throws it out the door, and sees a social worker and, you know, has to sit down, and they start talking. Now, of course, while this is happening, Dale decides he's going to start Working on Hank's truck for him and trying to fix it, and ends up cutting the brake cable and crashing the truck into the garage <laughs> while they're sitting with the social worker. This actually does bring up the first mention of Peggy being a substitute Spanish teacher, along with the first mention of Hank's narrow urethra, like all within just a minute, give or take <laughs> This is when the social worker gives the quote loud is not allowed (laughs) with that that just sets hank off again he kicks him out and he says i'll tear you a new one bigger than the grand canyon (laughs) Um, then a social worker starts you know going to each of the neighbors asking about them uh dale says hank has a lot of problems and then with this actually is the first introduction of nancy john redcorn and joseph and, of course, throws in that whole thing right there. <laughs> uh, he gets to Boomhauer, and Boomhauer's just talking about how he called, trying to get them to come and do something about the barking neighbor dogs and all that, and obviously the social worker didn't get anything for, from Hank from Boomhauer. <laughs> then Bobby and Joseph starts, start to imitate Hank being angry, and Bobby says, you know my dad, he's just all bark, and... As Joseph is imitating him, unfortunately, a social worker just happens to walk by and thinks it is Hank. It goes back to the hills, and it's the first mention of Luann's family, the whole situation to where, like, the mom is attacked the dad with a fork, and the trailer getting knocked over, just and the mom going to jail. All of that just happens right then and there. And also with Luann, the first first time where they mentioned that she was having issues with beauty Academy that she was in beauty Academy. So there's all that. Like, again, this episode sets up a whole lot for the show. It's not just where it's like, okay, well here's this person. Here's this person. It's really giving a lot of information for all these characters without really giving a whole lot of time, which is, which is crazy and really good. I feel it's really good writing to be able to do all that. So the social worker does come back trying to get Bobby because he heard Joseph and Bobby imitating Hank. <laughs> Hank offers him Luann <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Again, Hank runs him off. Um, Ladybird shows up. I think, I, I believe this was the first Ladybird. I don't remember seeing her earlier in the episode and she's barking because Hank's mad and he's, she's barking at the social worker. Twig boy, <laughs> The social worker is back at his job and talking to the boss and he calls Arlen redneck city and the boss asks him where he's from. And he says, Los Angeles. So makes sense, right? Of course he's going to say it's redneck city. (laughs) The boss, you know, did ask if he checked with the little league coach and, uh, he didn't. So Bobby's being destructive and hanging the whole situation over Hank's head hammering a drill into a stop sign in the driveway. (laughs) Like what, Bobby? Come on. And then when Hank tries to stop him, he says, your hostility invalidates our parent-child contract, which sets Hank way off and says, you're quoting that twig boy at me? So the boss calls the Hill house and advises that the investigation is being called off. Hank's not in trouble. Bobby's not going to be taken, anything like that. But Bobby's the one that answers it peggy walks in he's like hey who was that as he's hanging up and uh bobby just said it was a wrong number now should he have told them that it was what it was of course but hey he's in control right now so he sees that so he would lose his control if he did right now it does cut to hank making a bacon sandwich which isn't really a huge deal, but I just wanted to throw that out there (laughs) just for obvious reasons. (laughs) Bobby continues messing with Hank and even says, uh, it's not respectful adult child growth dialogue. And (laughs) Hank says, I'll give you dialogue. That's not coming from a center of anger. (laughs) Uh, he ends up Bobby (laughs) messes up the fence by trying to hit a baseball off of it. And then Hank runs up yelling and says, please respect my fence's right to be a fence, (laughs) which is still such a a great quote. Bobby and Joseph dress Lady Bird up as Hank and put her on the mower and was taking pictures. Peggy walks into the room, into Bobby's room and Bobby's making some sound effects and stuff as she's walking. And Peggy asks him, what the heck are you doing? (laughs) He said, I want to be like that guy on police Academy. So this, I would say counts as Bobby's first mention of him wanting to get into show business because, you know, if you haven't watched King of the Hill throughout the whole series, Bobby is just changing what he wants to do in show business. He wants to be in show business one way or another. Um, but Peggy calls him out because he, she just got off the phone or not off the phone. Take that back. The, social worker's boss showed up at the house. And so this was about a week after the call had been made and Bobby answered and said it was a wrong number. So at this point, Bobby says, please don't tell dad. I like him better this way. I can make him love me even if I screw up. So it wasn't even that Bobby was trying to be mean or spiteful towards Hank. He just felt that he could, be more loved by Hank so through all that that's what it was and at this point you know Peggy goes and tells Hank which sets Hank off again (laughs) I'm gonna kill him (laughs) that kind of set off but you know Peggy explains it to him and says look you just need to tell Bobby that you love him and this is another first where it shows how Hank really can't express himself when it comes to like emotions like this. It's just not in his blood, his genes, whatever. And it does come from the way he was raised, which I think comes up. Yeah. Um, which actually goes to a flashback, which is first cotton Hill and mention of him losing his shins. But it, it does flash back to where it's like his dad just was never like that to him. So he couldn't do it in return kind of thing, which really sets up a huge deal with the show in the first episode. I mean, this whole first episode is just crazy how in depth and everything it is. And then of course, Bobby's outside, Hank goes up and wants to, you know, tell him how he feels. And he starts with the awkward moment of, uh, you know, uh, You're my son. (laughs) And then after a little bit here and there, he finally says, I love you no matter what you do. Just super quick. Just had to get it out, but he got it out. Which Bobby comes back with, I'm not just a big disappointment to you. And Hank replies, disappointment? No. You make me proud. I've been disappointed by just about everything else in this town, but you not once. You're my boy. And then, of course, they, that's when they kind of start play fighting and the bus with the social worker drives by. <laughs> he leans over and asks another passenger if he saw, you know, the fighting because he was like, I knew it. I knew they were." he was hitting. And the other passengers <laughs> just replied with, say you what, twig boy? Never mind. <laughs> so that's the first episode. Honestly, what an incredible first episode because, I mean, one – This is coming from Mike Judge, which a lot of people knew him from Beavis and Butthead. And this is a complete departure from Beavis and Butthead, other than Hank's voice, because Hank's voice was uh, Beavis and Butthead's neighbor, Anderson. So yeah, I mean, this is just a complete departure from Beavis and Butthead. Like, This is a super wholesome show, and you wouldn't expect that. From the guy who created Beavis and Butthead, but I mean it's a super, super wholesome show. And again, I still think it's funny that my mom heard the the Hank Buckley interaction, and that's when she was just like, What are you watching? Like that still cracks me up to this day. uh <laughs> but it 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 had you know, of course, for some people it, it does have kind of a rough edge to it, but overall, I mean it's a super wholesome show. And this first episode just really shows the intro to it. I mean, I think this is a great intro to such a great series. I'm lucky that I got to watch it when it first, technically first aired, just because I recorded it on VHS, but that's another reason I wanted to do this, this series, this podcast on King of the Hills, because I love the show. It is one that I watch all the time. So I hope you enjoyed this first episode. Now, this first episode was kind of getting my feet wet, not going to lie. The next episode, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on a lot of different things. I'm going to be talking about, you know, the different voices who voiced them and things like that. I just wanted to kind of, you know, you know, just get my feet wet and get everybody kind of situated in what to expect. Now, there were only two Dale conspiracies in this episode, so... That's the count so far is two Dale conspiracies. There's that. This episode had a ton of first appearances. And obviously we have more appearances coming. Some good characters, some terrible characters. We'll get into it when we get to them, obviously. If you have any questions or concerns, if, you know, whatever, reach out to me at natediggitycares at gmail.com. That's N A T E. D I G a D cares at gmail.com. Um, if you liked it, please subscribe. Uh, give me some feedback, email me. Let me, give me some feedback that way. Let me know what you want to hear. Yeah. I have more episodes coming. They're going to be dropping on Sundays so far. Cause I want them to be kind of like when they used to drop. So, you know, the actual episodes, so it'll be like a Sunday is the plan going forward that these are going to be dropping. So, you know, keep it updated. They should be weekly because I'm making sure that it happens. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, please uh, enjoy the episodes coming up. Thank you for listening. Tell people. Let them know, hey, you like King of the Hill? Listen to this dude try and do impressions while he's quoting it and saying dumb stuff. Uh, But either way, definitely thank you for listening to this episode. Again, this is It's Pronounced Nate Diggity presents That Nate Diggity Ain't Right. And until then, that boy ain't right.